Welcome back to We The People Podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to start putting in verses of the Bible into our, my episodes. So this is Isaiah 12, 2. Indeed, God is my salvation. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. For the Lord, the Lord Himself is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. That's Isaiah 12, 2. Now let's go ahead and let's get into the Constitution which is Amendment 14, Citizenship. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within the jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Section 2. The representative shall be appointed among several states according to their respective numbers, counties, and whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians not taxed. But when the right to vote at any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States representatives in Congress, the executive and judicial officers of the state or the members of the legislature thereof is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such states, being 21 years of age and citizens of the United States, or in any way obliged except for participation in rebellion or other crime. The basis of rep representation therein shall be reduced in the appropriation which the number of such male citizens shall bear to the whole number of male citizens 21 years of age in such state. Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of the president or and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of, the co of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of the state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given and or confront to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds, of each house remove such disabilities. Section 4. The, the fidelity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment and pensions and bounties for service in suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned, but neither the United States nor the state shall as, assume or pay any debt, debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss or emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, ob obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. Section 5. The Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation and provisions of this article. Now, just to get a little bit further into this, you know how uh, right now we have... Uh, all these states want to use uh, Amendment 14, Section 3, 
As you saw and read in, uh, that I read out of Section 5, only Congress can enforce this, and you have states trying to enforce it. They are not able to. It has to be the, the it has to be Congress, and the person that has created the insurrection has had to have been convicted of a crime, which um, Trump has not been convicted of anything. We will be right back. Welcome back to We the People podcast. These are the three segments we're going to have for tonight. Convicted former mayor of Russia shortens his jail term by pledging to fight in Ukraine. DA Fannie Willis defends special prosecutor, prosecutor during church speech after allegations of romantic relationship. Trump blasts judge after being denied delay in E. John Corral defamination damages trial for mother-in-law's funeral. So let's go ahead and get into the first one. Convicted former mayor of Russia shortens his jail terms by pledging to fight in Ukraine. A former mayor of Russia who was found guilty of bribery had his prison sentence shortened after agreeing to fight alongside Russians, Russia's military in Ukraine. On Sunday, local media reported that Oleg Gomenchuk, who is a former Russian mayor, had his prison sentence shortened after signing an agreement to fight with Russia's military in Ukraine. Gomek served a, as mayor of Vladivostok, far eastern city of cultural center, from 2018 to 2021. Last year, Gomenchuk was found guilty of, of accepting bribes totaling 38 million rubles and roughly 432,000 and was given a 12-year prison sentence as a result. I'm starting to wonder if um, Vladimir Putin is starting to have some issues with uh, having enough military to fight against Ukraine because now if you pay attention he's starting to use people that are in prison and giving them lighter sentences or taking their sentences away from them, so that so that way they can go out and fight fight for uh, the Russian military out in Ukraine. I think there's some issues going on there if he's having to do that. Of course, you know that nothing's going to come out of it. But if you pay attention to what's going on, I think he's struggling to be able to continue this fight with Ukraine, and this may be able to give it an opportunity for him to finally end the conflict with a country that he's not going to be able to take over because he hasn't been able to do it yet, but losing military and his, and and the war against Ukraine is slowly going in Ukraine's favor. So I think we're just going to have to keep an eye on that a little bit more and see what's going on, especially if Trump gets voted back in. We could see a bigger positive out of that because you know that... Uh, with Trump, he's going to end up trying to end that war, including the war with um, 
Israel and Hamas because he's a man that's not going to be threatened by anybody and all these countries do know that. So it's going to be something to see very interesting for this year just to watch what's going on in Russia and to see what will take place since this is the year of the election of 2024 that come November and going into January how how things are going to how you're going to see things be such so much different than what we've faced in the last 4 years with an incompetent president we'll be right back Welcome back to We The People Podcast. This is the second segment of tonight's episode. DA Fannie Willis defends special prosecutor during church speech after allegations of romantic relationship. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis spoke at a church service defending the special prosecutor she brought in for the election interference case against former President Donald Trump amid allegations of a romantic relationship between them. Willis defended the special prosecutor she brought she brought in for the case involving election meddling against Trump and made remarks at the at a church on Sunday morning that seemed to acknowledge for the first time the affair allegations made against her last week. On Friday, Jordan Republican Ohio sent a letter to the man. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis accused of having an affair with Nathan J. Wade, asking for his assistance with their oversight. Based on a recent report, we believe that you possess documents and information about the the coordination of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office with other politically motivated investigations and prosecution and potential misuse of federal funds, Jordan wrote. In August 2023, Willis filed numerous indictments against former President Donald Trump and his associates on on charges of attempting to avoid the results of Georgia's 2020 election. Although Ms. Willis has so far refused to cooperate with oversight of the FCDAO's coordination with other political motivated prosecutions invoices that you submitted for payment by the FCDAO and made public as part of this court filing highlights this conclusion, Jordan wrote. Wade was one of the people Willis hired to help with her Trump investigation and subsequent indictment. The DA repeatedly referred to herself as flawed and imperfect during her speech on Sunday. Willis also said that she was a little confused as to why so many people were questioning the choice to enlist multiple special prosecutors in the case. So also described Wade as a great friend who who received the same compensation as others and went into great detail to defend his impeccable, impeccable credentials for the position implying that 
the criticism of him was based on race. Well, I hate to say the fact that it doesn't. It is not based on race. It's based on the fact that she's given him uh, tons of money from the uh, the DA's office to where the it was spent on both of them being able to go on trips together, spending it on dinners, and the fact that she was dating the individual at the same time and gave him this position to go ahead and prosecute against him, against Trump, and giving him a salary. So now, as you can, as we keep talking about, anybody that has to be doing, being as a Democrat, and this is, this is sad because if there are some good Democrats out there, they're being, they're going to start being looked at in this way, because if you pay attention, there are so many corruptions taking place on the Democratic side, that is funny how that keeps taking place there, but yet they keep saying that, well, Trump is doing this, his family's doing that, but then you see Biden's family are the ones that are actually corrupted. You say that they say that the Republicans are corrupted, but then we actually see the actual true people that are corrupted are Democrats. They it's like the Lujan Grissom from New Mexico, where now she's trying to get rid of the Second Amendment and get rid of guns altogether. The only thing that's stopping her is the NRA. And for the people of New Mexico, they need to go ahead and start stepping up and putting pressure on, pre- putting pressure on her to realize that she can't take the Second Amendment away. It's not, a, it's not a suggestion. It is a constitutional right. She has no business trying to do that, and that's what she's trying to do. And those people in New Mexico need to step up and fight for their rights by going to the state capital of Santa Fe and going to the roundhouse and protest peacefully on showing that she has that the second amendment is the people's right the only person that she's hurting is the honest citizen it does not affect the one that are bad it does not affect the ones that don't care about law don't care about law, uh, law or law and order. That's what needs to take place because if that doesn't happen, you're going to see that she's going to try to pull it off because she's trying to do this in a subtle, quiet way, to where all of a sudden it's going to be passed at the end of the year. So you people in New Mexico better start opening up your eyes and seeing what's going on because. It's not just going to stop there. She's going to take your right to vote for your candidate because she's going to try to push getting Trump off of there if she's doing this. I promise you she's going to try to do what Maine is doing and what uh, Colorado is doing. She's that kind. She's like, she's exactly like Biden. And you guys voted for her there. And that's what's going on here in Georgia. It's corruption to just to go after a candidate that is running for president because they don't want to see him win. He didn't do anything. He, hey, we saw um, Hillary Clinton do the exact same thing in 2016. Did anything happen to her? No. He's just he would just wanted to get it checked to make sure that it was correct because he thought that there was fraudulent situation taking place in the voting booths by the way how it was looking at by in by looking at the cameras 
where they were pulling out all these ballots out of no anywhere when they said that they were going to that they had stopped um, tallying the the ballots. He has the right to question it, and all of a sudden now it's a insurrection of him trying to stop the election. It's not that he just wanted proof that it was being done correct, or if it was if or if they were trying to. Um, rig the election, but all of a sudden, since it's tr since it's Trump and not a Democrat, oh, we got to go after him. And now it's showing that she is corrupt. So something has to be done about that. It can't be just let go. And I'm glad Congress is doing something. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We the People podcast. This is the third and final segment for tonight's episode. Trump blasts judge after being denied delay in E. Jean Carroll defamination uh, damages trial for mother-in-law's funeral. Former President Donald Trump blasts a New York City judge after he was denied a delay to his trial against John Carroll to attend his mother-in-law's funeral on Saturday, the 45th president took to his social media platform, Truth Social, calling Judge Lewis a Kaplan, a bad person, and a worse judge. Crazed Trump-hating Judge Lewis Kaplan, who presided over the ele election interference witch hunt, discussed as a trial of a woman I have never met before, celebrate celebrity photo line does not count. I had no idea who she, who she was. Was asked if he could delay this rigged political scam for one day so that I could attend the funeral of my beloved mother-in-law with my wife, the former and next first lady of the United States. And he said no, Trump wrote. On Tuesday, former First Lady Melania Trump announced that her mother, Amalia Kanovs, had passed away. In a letter Friday to Kaplan, Trump lawyer Ellen Hubba had stated that the former president plans to attend his trial over allegations raised by writer E. John Carell, but would like to go to the funeral of his mother-in-law. Kaplan issued a ruling later on Friday rejecting the request, adding that the court offers its condolences, but the application is denied. This request came as a trial to ascertain the amount of defamination damages that Trump owes Corral for his response to her, her, to, to her claim that he sexually assaulted her in a department store, depressing the department store dressing room in New York in the 1990s is about to begin.
on this one, I still can't believe this lady's still going after him. On, on these allegations and why they continue to go with it. But yet, besides that, we're not going to talk about that part because we already know that that's not true. But on the part of not allowing him to be able to go to his mother-in-law's uh, funeral was denied by the judge. You can already see there's issues here on it on having to do with... Uh, Wanting to get rid of the, um, or wanting just to p do all harm to Trump that they can. And they're, and they continue to do different things. And this is another one, not being able to go ahead and be at his mother-in-law's funeral to, um, be there to support his wife that has just lost her mother. And this is a sad situation to see that this is the kind of people that, we're dealing with in these in these democratic states that shows that if we continue to allow them to uh, be in powerful positions like the president of the United States or any of these positions that they're eventually going to go after everybody if you don't follow what they say they're not going to allow you to live they're not going to allow you to uh, be able to put food on your ta on your table they're going to try to take everything away from you if you don't follow with their ideology or go along with what they believe in anything else or vote for them. They will take that away from you so that way it goes into their favor. This just proves this proves it by what they're doing to Trump. Because there's no reason to deny it. The, the trial had not begun. And yet, this judge just says that he gives the condolences, but no, he's going to deny it after the fact that it's well-known on the news that his mother-in-law passed away. On any type of social media, it's known that his mother-in-law has passed away because his wife has, has mentioned it. And yet, the judge is evil and corrupt that way to not allow him to go. That's what we're facing, is that type of people that are that are Democrats that don't follow the law to the letter of the T. They bend it and adjust it for their own benefit to be able to be used. That's what we're facing here. And that's what's going to take place against all of us if things don't change. I just want to say thank you to all of my listeners. You're fantastic. God bless you. God bless our men and women that serve our military. And I just want to say to all my listeners across the globe, to uh, God bless you and thank you for listening. We will be back with another episode. Good night.